Bush and Ridgie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Uh, just before we get going, uh, I didn't mention this in the show, but I just wanted to put it out there. I went to see Morrissey last night. You were looking forward to that. I was looking forward to it, me and my brother. A couple of shandies in the pub beforehand, and then uh, head over to see Morrissey himself. I was particularly excited, and this this is kind of just an, uh, indicative of the stage I am in, of in life at the moment, but it was uh, it was all seating. We, we had a seat oh. number for the Palladium, so I was thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I can just sit through. Because even with the best will in the world, if I go and watch bands, even in my prime, uh, even though I've got back problems at the moment, even back in the days when I didn't have back problems, I'd get sore calves, <laughs> stood there for ages, and you'd give anything just to sit down for a little bit and break it up. So I got in there, got our seat thing, and this is going to be great. And do you know what everyone did? They stood up all the way through. Oh, no! Seating, but stood up. We wasted the seating. Oh, that's really annoying. I, I absolutely get that. When I go to football these days, I've I've come to start booking tickets in the upper tier uh-huh. because they don't stand in the upper tier. Yes. They'll stand downstairs... Uh, a, I'm a little bit short. B, I've got collapsed arches these days, so uh, you know my, my, my feet just get sore. So I want to, I want to sit upstairs. I even have started booking tickets that are close to the gangway, so that I can scoot out, <laughs> scoot there's, out quickly. There's got to be there's there's a phone in on this at some point on the show where you, you've you've uh, organised something because you're so you know you're, you're so gone, you're so far gone. <laughs> You have to. It's changed the way you organise stuff that you do in your life. Yeah. What's this space? This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, I've let myself down again by not reading the details properly. What have you gone and done? What have you gone and done now? I've mentioned in passing on this show over the last week or so how I was looking forward to my delivery of some topsoil. You may remember. I do remember looking uh, wistfully out the window as you're telling me about it. (laughs) (laughs) My topsoil arrived this morning and it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Uh, It is the size, this package is the size of a bunch of bananas. Uh, It's come in like a plastic bag that looks like the kind of thing that if you were cooking a chicken breast inside like a rub that you'd buy from a supermarket is about that size size of a pack of bananas size of that kind of thing it's not going to cover a pot plant let alone a lawn why do they I mean obviously that's hilarious because I'm I'm quite (laughs) anti-gardening but like why do they sell it in that like who's going to buy that amount of topsoil I I, I guess it is my own fault for thinking that like five pounds worth of topsoil was going to be a bargain like that I think you've bought a topsoil top up (laughs) I don't know why anyone would buy it in this it's a 50 gram bag. That's why I didn't notice, all right? Have a look on Twitter at the moment, at Absolute Radio, cracking photo of it. I thought I was getting an absolute steal, but it, it's just a tiny little sachet. It was always going to be that big, but I hadn't read it properly. Fantastic. You have a, you, are you the kind of, I know the answer to <laughs> what this. Do you think? Are you the kind of person that suffers from not reading details properly? I don't know what it is about me. I've got, I've kind of got the, uh, like, mentally I'm like a uh, golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> so I get really excited and I don't finish reading stuff. So, you know, obviously got this bad back thing going on, still going on at the moment. Uh, I bought this really expensive foam back roller thing yeah, yeah. that you put in the microwave. It's supposed yeah. to heat it up. It's supposed to be like, you know, an absolute revolution. But um, I got so excited about it, I pulled it out of the wrapping, <laughs> packaging, just chucked it all in the bin. And I ended up throwing out the really important disc that it sits on in the microwave. And there's uh. loads of things about do not microwave it directly on the plate. <laughs> so I can't use the damn things. I chucked half of it out. <laughs> Always read the instructions. Always read the details. If you are sat there listening right now and you're thinking I sound like those two that's me (laughs) I I, I did this I didn't read the details properly what was it that went wrong because you didn't read the details properly it's on you alright so we're all holding our hands up here can I just pass on a direct message to my other half Katie this subject that we're talking about this first hour of home time is not an excuse for you to keep texting me (laughs) 
different <laughs> examples of me not reading the details. Probably. I feel like your phone has buzzed about three times in that last song. All right, for full disclosure, then, just text me with another one. <laughs> Apparently, and I did do this, I drove to Colchester to pick up our new car yeah. instead of Chelmsford. Because I didn't <laughs> read the email probably we were doing like a car swap. So yeah, that was, that's another one. Uh, Jamie says, a friend of mine worked at a gig venue and there should be another one come through and I reckon around about 30 seconds. Do you want to turn it off? I don't want to interrupt the uh, show. Um, worked at a gig venue, told us about a lovely older couple who had watched half of a Neo gig before they realised they hadn't purchased tickets for Neil Young. Oh my word. That's a curveball. <laughs> Rob's texted us. He said, I was fixing my oven. I oh, mean, I. There's, there's a start. And I started at instruction number seven. That's where he started when he's fixing an oven. This isn't this isn't going to end well. Removing the gas jet. Instruction two was switch off power. Trip to A and E followed. He says, "We want to hear Dearie what." Me. I mean, why would you? If you if you're dabbling with an oven, personally, I wouldn't do that. I would say just just in terms of how it looks. If you've got your head and hands in yes. the oven and your backside st- stuck out of it, that's yeah. not that's not going to end well, is and it? And I wouldn't be skipping the first six instructions. What happened when you didn't read the details properly? Uh, my lovely dad. David Duffy of 80 years old and my late mum Carol Duffy read the obituary incorrectly and sat through two cremations instead of attending the burial they sat there not recognising anyone and then realised it was the wrong person assuming they'd arrived early they sat through the next one too the irony is is that his twin brother was the funeral director there's a lot to unpack from that particular (laughs) scenario Uh, Lucy what happened when you didn't read the details properly Um, I bought a mop there was probably more than I wanted to spend. It was about £50. But I thought, £50 pounds I on a mop? Make... That's, that's a good I mop, thought, isn't it? I thought it might make me actually do some mopping, um, but you had to put it together in a certain way and it couldn't be taken apart again. I didn't bother reading the instructions and put the top of the handle with the bottom, so the mop ended up being about a foot tall. (laughs) Tiny, tiny little mop. (laughs) Hands and knees mop. What have you done with it? Like that would that stick that would really wind me up forever. Yeah, the um I tried to hide it from my husband Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) very unsuccessfully. And yeah, it went in the bin, but the bucket stayed just loitering around annoying me for ages and ages until it went to the tip. The bucket's probably sounding about the same size as the mop. <laughs> yeah, it actually was. It actually was. It was really bad. Claire says, I worked at a well-known Edinburgh gig venue. Young lad turns up one night, very excited, see Cast, the indie band. He'd in fact bought tickets for The Cast, a Scottish folk duo. Oh, my <laughs> words. We gave him a refund. Uh, Claire says, I once bought a table for camping. I had visions of all my family and friends sitting around it. It was going to be amazing. When it turned up, it was the size of a laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Those moments, the moments moments. when you didn't read the details properly. I've still got a photo somewhere on my phone of Katie accidentally bought the world's tiniest ketchup on an online shop, which was so good. Uh, Paul says, wrong instructions. My mother-in-law booked tickets for a concert called Four Seasons, thinking it would be an orchestra playing Vivaldi. However, it was Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons tribute band. <laughs> Bit of a mistake there. Tim, who didn't read the details? Yeah, it was a mate of mine. It's going back a good few years, this. And he, he worked delivering refrigerated milk, you know, in these big um, lorry tankers. Yeah. Mm. And he picked up, he was a bit tired one morning, he's got to work at six o'clock, he's picked up his work docket and he's got to deliver some milk to Staines, 
which I think is in Middlesex, just off the M25. So he's driven the 200 miles south from Manchester, which is where I live. He's driven 200 miles south and he's got sustained. He couldn't find the factory. He stopped a police car and a police car told him that the industrial estate didn't exist. So he rang his head office. And they said it's not stains, it's St. Anne's. You can imagine the swear words that went on. Oh, my word. St. Anne's is up, is up in Blackpool. Oh, he's 50 miles north. So he had to turn round. He's shot all the way up to St. Anne's again. So he'd done best part of 500 miles. And he had to stop for his tackle. Um, by the time he got there, the, the, the other factory was closed. The gates were shut. There was nobody there. So he had to turn round, sort of tail between legs, and um, he ended up having to deliver it the following day. How quickly does milk turn in those things as well? I mean, does, <laughs> did he end up delivering cream? <laughs> no, 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 no. The refrigerator is the same as if you refrigerate your own milk nowadays. As long as it's sealed, um, it'll, it'll last for a few days. But he, he was not very popular. I, I, can't, I don't know how many um, thousand gallons he had on this tra- trailer, but it was huge, a huge thing. John says, guys, I unsuccessfully managed to bring the workshop that I was in charge of to a complete halt by not reading the instructions properly. Our bench vice we had was fairly old and inevitably broke. So rather than speaking to my supplier and paying a small fortune, I took it upon myself to order a brand new bench vice. The reviews were great. It arrived the next day and we we're all waiting to use it and repair a few gearboxes that had, I think we had four or so in a like backlog waiting to be fixed. Anyhow, the delivery driver turned up and I was organising this thing to be fitted ASAP. I had to make a few calls to customers to tell them the good news when I heard a roar of laughter and anger all at the same time. It turned out to be a hobbyist's bench vice. I was expecting it to be 800mm, but this tiny little thing had vice jaws of 80mm. My nickname after that was Big John's Little Jaws. <laughs> Brilliant. That's so good. Uh, Ray, what happened when the details weren't read properly? Yeah, my sister-in-law thought she booked a lovely little week for her, my brother and their family in Newquay, Cornwall, relaxing on their golden sands. But uh, yeah, on the way down there, checking the details, it was actually for new key a little port town in Wales. Oh, but that's quite a turnaround. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. They still went. They said they had a great holiday, but the weather wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> I've just looked it up on Google Maps. I mean, it, as you say, it is, at the very least, it's still coastal. Yeah, yeah, you can take that. It's a positive. This is very true. And uh, I'm sure the kids had a great time still. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. As you all be aware, it's World Mental Health Day today, which is an amazing thing. There's some great advice around today about uh, talking about how you feel and how important that is and speaking to your friends. And if you need help or advice with your mental health, there's loads of great resources at our website, absolutelyradio.co.uk slash time to listen. And, you know, it's very stressful at the moment. Like, Richie stood here opposite me in the studio and in the background. We've got the TV news on with the Mm. volume off, thank God. And it's just like, the news at the moment is like, um, you know when they have news in like a bar in like a sci-fi movie about the future. I think, oh my God, it's like this dystopian view of the world. That's what it's like at the moment all the time. So it's very important to keep calm. And that's what we want to talk about in this era of home time tonight. Like what thing keeps you calm? And sometimes it's just one little thing that you can do that gives you a bit of calmness, seeing as it is World Mental Health Day. For me, this is a bit weird. I've managed to buy um, a board game from like 1987 called yeah. Status Pro Football. It's an American football board game. And what I've got, what I've done is I've set it up upstairs, uh, and I'm I'm replaying uh, the Super Bowl from 1987. And what I'm doing is going up there whenever I'm getting a bit like stressed out in the daytimes or whatever I'm back from work and feeling like you know when you're upper height I think yeah. the phrase is. I go up there, 
play a couple of plays of American football, playing both sides as best I can, having a deep breath and going back downstairs and everything's fine. Fantastic. It's one little moment of calm. That's great. Have you got a thing that keeps you calm or lets you, helps you calm down? Do you know what? Water. I know that sounds, that, that sounds strange, but like a little walk along... Submerging or drinking? <laughs> Just being near it. All oh, right, okay. I find a little half an hour walk along the river. That'll sort me out. Uh, over the weekend, went down to the beach. <clears throat> excuse me, went down to uh, Eastbourne where I grew up. Yeah, it's been near the sea. Just, do you think pressure, it's, it's like a pressure valve, I isn't think it? it is. the sea. Do you think it's? Bit, we are like two thirds water or something. I think. Aren't yeah, we? yeah. Do you reckon that is could be something to do with it? I don't know, but water for me always calms me. Being close to it. Joe, weirdly, when you were saying water there, another thing for me with calm. This is, I don't have that many baths, but sometimes if I put my head underwater, that's quite calming. I, I find yeah. that like shuts the rest of the world out. Yeah, that's calming for a bit. And then whenever I do the bit where you're trying to wash your, the shampoo off your hair and put your head in the bath, I always think when I come back up again, someone's going to be looking down at me. <laughs> <laughs> so then I think, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, so Craig just got in touch now on Twitter uh, and kind of backs up what you were saying. Sunrises and sunsets by the beach. That's nice. That's another good yes. bit of calming. Chris says, sitting at a piano. Don't yes. know whether he plays or not, just sitting at a piano. <laughs> That kind of freaks me out when I sit at the piano. So like I can't, I don't yeah, want any of this stuff. you can't does. play, so hopefully that's not going to be a, it'll be a more stressful experience for you. Here's the thing, though, I've never tried. You never know. Wouldn't I it could be, be amazing, amazing <laughs> couldn't I? You open it up and just, like, you're Rachmaninoff. Imagine that, be absolutely amazing. I think he played the piano. It sounds like a midfielder. <laughs> Steve, we got a treat for Steve. Steve says, quite simply, the thing that calms him down, the theme tune to Taxi. Oh, that is a lovely bit of music, isn't it? It is great. Kind of makes me feel like I'm wearing pyjamas and I have to go to bed. <laughs> uh, Neil says, Mortimer and Whitehouse gone fishing, never fails to calm me down. Uh, Neil in Leeds says, painting miniatures stroke toy soldiers. That calms me down as yeah, well. I, I've never done that. I can imagine it would. Uh, so what one thing calms you? Kareth in South Wales says, what calms me down is washing the cars. I take my time and it's very satisfying when you look at how good a job you've done. Do you reckon that could calm you down, washing Not, the car? But wind me up. <laughs> even seeing someone else do it. I love washing the car. I know you do. Uh, wood turning for uh, Matthew. Took it up during lockdown. Fantastic. Another yeah. lockdown talent. Uh, we've got Grace on the line. Grace, what calms you down? Um, so it calms us down when my partner Chris brushes my hair for me. It's a really nice thing for him to do. Wow. wow. <laughs> what, kind of br- like, what kind of brush does Chris use when he brushes your hair, Grace? A br- bright pink one as well. <laughs> Special brush. So Absolutely. <laughs> when Chris does this, is this purely... Is he only allowed to brush your hair for, like, calming purposes or does he ever sort of, like, brush it for when you're going out? Properly do it. Properly do well, it, I yeah. Don't... I wouldn't trust him to do it that one. It's definitely when I've had a stressful day at work. <laughs> wow. So what? And you, you almost like go, nod off then because it's really, really calming, like a cat having oh, its def- head stroked. Definitely, definitely. How long does he last? That's a personal oh, question. No, <laughs> about ten, fifteen minutes usually. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is very different from Ada, uh, but I can actually identify with a fair bit of this. Ada's in Sittingbourne says, as an like, anxiety sufferer, I like to run. So I put on the greatest song of all time and run with it on repeat. Oh, yeah. And uh, now for, for Ada, that is Brass Neck by The Wedding Present. One of the greatest songs of all time. But get this, right? Ada says, I played it for a half marathon once, so I had it looped for two hours. Well, sure, I'm not sure. I, I think Brass Neck is only like two and a half minutes, three minutes long. It's dead heavy and everything as well. I don't want to do the maths of it, but it's a, that's a heck of a lot of repeats and a decent half marathon time. That's a lot of David Gedge, that's for sure. Right, we've got Midge on the line. Midge, what well, one thing in life calms you down? Uh, I'd, I'd like to build Lego. 
is my favourite thing to do. Sometimes with my son, but sometimes preferably not, because he sometimes it makes it a lot worse. <laughs> Good for you being brutally honest about your children there as well. What, <laughs> what, what kind of thing do you build, Midge? I'm pretty much into Star Wars Lego. I, I like I like I like to build a nice X-wing or a, a Millennium Falcon. So you're actually doing a pack. You're doing a kit rather than you're not freestyling. You're actually following instructions. Yeah, yeah. I have to take it step by step. My my imagination isn't good enough to uh, to just build from scratch. What is the the best thing you've ever built and constructed so far? Oh, um, I would probably have to say the Millennium Falcon. That was many many hours and many many little bits of Lego. And did you keep it, like, did you keep it up, madam? They're all in a display case in the living room. Good man. Yeah, yeah, and they are to, they are to be played with uh, as and when uh, is necessary. Do you know what's good about that? A lot of the times, when, if you've got hobbies like that, it, don't, it doesn't see the light of day. Does oh. it? Imagine if you've got a, if you've got a train set at your house, Richie. Is that going to be in a display cabinet in your lounge? No, I know exactly where it is. Exactly. So it's good that it gets you know top billing in the house. Yeah, no, as I say, it's, 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 it's great fun, especially to share with the little ones as well. Ollie's hanging on. What calms you down, Ollie? Uh, it's going to the airport, actually, we're, usually with my little sister. Um, she, we both love going watching the planes come and go. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and what what, what airport is it and where do you go? Do you go and sit in like a little cafe or, or sometimes they have like a, like a little bar next to the runway? Well, we go to Man- Manchester Airport, that's our nearest. And there's three places you can go to. There's a part there, but there's also a pub at another end of the runway, but on the opposite end, complete other side. There's this lovely little nature trail uh, that you can just go up into the hills, take a picnic with you and watch them. Wow. As a bit of a transport nerd, I am aware that Manchester Airport, right by the runway, has got, like, an amazing little cafe and it's got, like, an outdoor picnic tables and all sorts. Well, we, I take the kids yeah, yeah, quite a lot fun. to go and sit in the one in Southend. It's got, they've all got... I, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm, I'm sure it's a pun on planes. But uh, <laughs> the landing pad or something like that. But it's um, they've got an amazing, like, restaurant up quite high there. You can sit and watch planes come in and out and make up your own little backstory about who's in what private jet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. We we used to always pretend that Man United signings were all because we're both United fans. So so we used to pretend that it was new signings arriving. You need some. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Sorry, that was unfair. We're talking about being calm uh, and cocky Arsenal fan from top of the table. Wade's in there. That was unfair of me. Uh, and uh, Everton Enjoy fan. You can caught between the two. Can I get to say hello to everyone at Shipley Creative? They're all listening right now in the office. Being creative, hopefully. Yeah, good on you. Are you sick of that little box under your stairs ruining your life? You know the one we mean. The electricity meter, your gas meter, sat there in the darkness, ticking away, adding up every time you put the kettle on, keeping score. Well, the fight back begins today. Our world-famous competition is back. Home time. Lucky, lucky numbers. That's right, let your electricity and gas meter work for you and win you cash. £250 up for grabs, thanks to the lovely people at Tesco Mobile. Spend less using your Tesco club card. So a reminder, if you haven't heard this before, how this has always worked. The Lecky Lucky Number Generator will spit out three numbers. Now, these numbers must be on your current electricity or gas meter reading. They can be in any order, but all three must appear somewhere on your meter. Got to find your meter, take a picture, because we will ask proof. Uh, And then when those numbers uh, come up, you'd call us, 0330 123 1215, uh, to tell us that you've got those three numbers. You'll be entered into a random draw, could be you then, who wins that cash. But of course, we need to find out what the numbers are for the first draw of the return of Lucky Lucky Numbers. Get your mobile phone light out, get under them stairs and have a look. Could these numbers be on your meter? Thanks, Butch and Ricky. Today's Lucky Lucky Numbers... 
four, seven, and two. That's four, seven, and two. Four, seven, and two. That's the first three in the return of Lucky Lucky Numbers. So they can be in any order, but all three must appear somewhere on your meter. So go and find it, take a picture, because we'll ask for proof. Uh, and you're claiming that you've got those numbers yourself. Let's see uh, who's on the phone doing just that. I believe it's Nikki and Ebbsfleet. <gasps> oh, my gosh, hello. Your fruit are lucky, number, lucky numbers. You're live on Home Time. How are you doing? How's your day been, I'm- Nikki? I'm good, thank you. I've had a really great day today. Brilliant. Is it a personal question, but have you got a dusty meter? I have got a spiderweb cover meter. What is it with spiders and electricity and gas meters? They absolutely love it they in there, don't they? They love utility spiders. They really do love Attenborough it. Attenborough said that once. Crawling around in there. <laughs> yeah, mine live in there permanently. You've said you had a great day already. I mean, we haven't got to discuss meters yet, so what's what's been so good? Oh, I've been to the gym, I've done Halloween shopping, so yeah, I've just had an exciting day doing things. It always makes you feel bad. I always go back over all the biscuits I've eaten when someone says they've been to the gym. <laughs> I'm seeing them go in front of me now, like on a conveyor belt. <laughs> Nightmare. Right, Nikki, look, uh, let's let's talk about meters. Let's let's see what's on yours. So tell us, what what uh, what meter are we looking at? Your gas or your electricity? It is my gas meter. Okay. Okay, great. And you've taken a photo of it. I, I, what I love about this competition is that all of our contestants will have taken a photo of the actual meter, so it'll be yeah. on their phone. And everyone's got a boring meter photo on their phone. That's how I normally read mine. Nikki, read us, please, the numbers on your gas meter. Oh, gosh, hang on. I have to get my photo up in front of me. There it is. There we go. It is. Oh, it's quite long altogether. Go for it. We go need to it. check. Right, 01406.257. I heard a four, I heard a seven, I heard a two. Nikki won £250. And because we know times are hard at the moment, our friends at Tesco Mobile want you to spend less on your mobile phone bill and they want to chuck in another 50 quid onto your winnings. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. This is going to come in so handy. God bless you. It's been lovely to chat to you. Do us a favour and just have a couple of biscuits tonight just to not make us all feel bad about the fact you've been to the gym. Celebrate with that, hey? I will do. I will do. Thank you. That's what we want here. That's £300 and you've bagged with Lucky Lucky Numbers. And you know what? Stay by your metres because we're going to play again tomorrow. Home time, Lucky Lucky Numbers. So there's the show in the bag. Obviously, started off by talking about, uh, you know, organising stuff because if, you you know, your, your back hurts or getting into older age, you start to organise stuff differently. Could be a phone-in topic. If you want to get involved, we'd love to hear from you and maybe you could feature in the phone-in in the future home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. Just a question going back to your Morrissey gig at the Palladium. So how long did he play for? How long were you having to stand up kind of against the barriers? Well, as, as soon as I found out that everyone was going to be standing up, I panicked and asked the uh, box office guy and he said that Morrissey was on at half eight and he's off at 9.45. Hour and 15. Hour and 15, a solid stand-in for wow. me at the moment. So I nearly had to be carried out on my brother's back. 